Hey guys, before we kick this one off, I just wanted to let you know that if you love podcasts, whether it's Above Average or something like Planet Money or Serial, then you may love audiobooks too. If you haven't tried out Audible, the internet's leading store for audiobooks, now's the time. In today's episode on fitness, Bobby and I talk quite a bit about a great book that we've both read. It's called Born to Run. Uh, I just finished it myself, and since Bobby has listened slash read it twice now, and both of us having read it with Audible, we can't recommend it highly enough, especially the audio version. So if you'd like to check it out or any of the other more than 180,000 books that Audible carries, you can get your first book for free and support Above Average and our big families at the same time. Just check out AboveAverageShow.com slash Audible. Audible. Again, aboveaveragesho.com slash audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E. All right, now on to the show. Well, hello, hello. You are listening to Above Average, the podcast for big families. What's up? We are back. It's season two. I'm Lance Osborne, and I'm here with... Season two. Season season two. We've done 37 episodes, which, as everybody knows, is the perfect length of season one of your podcast. Yeah, I, I know everyone knows that. They, I know they know that. Right. And if he knows... I knew that. Who, who, who are you, by the way? <laughs> Introduce yourself. Oh. Because uh, you didn't say, the, the, you didn't say, I'm Bobby. I'm, well, I'm Bobby. I'm Ro- Roberto. I'm hoping that anyone that listens to this, anybody that listens to this, would know who I am because that means they've listened to some other shows. Which is great. But if this is your first time listening... I mean, you have to do the hello, hello, because that's Lance's thing. Right. But if it's your first time listening, you're right. Dang it. You're always right. Yes. Uh, If it's your first time listening, my name is Bobby, and I am the color commentator. (laughs) (laughs) For the uh, for the above average show, that sounds so much better than Sidekick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured that. I figured that that out. I, well, you know, I'm I'm the clown. I'm the uh, throwing dumb stuff guy. In all seriousness, um, if this is your first time listening, thank you so much for checking us out. Um, I don't know why you would start with episode 38 unless you are a fitness maybe nut. You just, maybe you just turn 38. Maybe 38 is the magic number for you i don't know i don't know but if this is where you decided to jump in thank you so much uh we we joke about this season two thing uh bobby and i took a break i really wanted to commit to this to do episodes a little bit more often than this for a long time year one bobby and i pretty much did an episode once a week and it was fantastic but man it was grueling and since this this is the podcast for big families my wife sarah and i we've got five kids bobby and his wife they've got 14 kids and four four i meant to say four they've got four kids Mm -hmm. but if you had 14 you would probably feel just as busy as you do with four kids perhaps because i don't know at some point dude yeah but at some point though it's just you've got to max out like life is just moving so crazy fast and it's like okay i'm just gonna hang on here we go what if you have 14 kids and the oldest is i mean the oldest would have to be 18 right i mean biologically in that case dude he or she's an adult and you got nothing just leave just get out i got i got these other 13 kids i gotta deal with (laughs) i think i would pull that trigger at 16 yeah get out you're old enough come on you know what i i don't have time for you right now i love you you know i love you because i got you to this stage so you know 
maybe check in every so often. We kid, we kid. You know what? I was thinking about the episodes that we've done thus far, Bobby, and we've done really good at being like wholesome and all-inclusive and loving. And it's been nice that we haven't stepped on toes. We haven't hurt anybody's feelings or anything like that. And I don't want to go that direction. You know, it's not like we need to do a 180 on this. But at the same time, like we need to let our dad stuff come through a little bit more. So like saying, hey, I'm going to kick you out at 18 or 16. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do that. Fend for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, when you're 14. You need to take the car. Go ahead. That's something yeah. a mom show. <laughs> I, I don't think two moms would ever say that. Like even if they but, felt it, I don't think they'd say it. You know what? This is true. St- well, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I lived in a fairly large neighborhood, like but it had like long streets, like like the distance from the beginning of the neighborhood to the end of the neighborhood was, I don't know, a mile and a half, two miles maybe, and there were all these offshoot streets. I think really one time when I, when I was 14, my dad let me take the truck to a friend's house in the neighborhood. I really do. <laughs> and, I, I, you know, I grew up in Georgia, 16 years old, licensed, 15 is when you get your permit. I think he'd let me – I mean, I'd been driving a boat for years before then. I think when I turned like 12, he'd let really? me drive Really? What's boat. the difference? Exactly. Water, land, same thing. Wheel. Brakes, no brakes, throttle, reverse. Yeah. I mean, come on. We yeah. digress. Well, but I, I think that's an important digression. I did want to point out, though, that, you know, the it, it's not that the shows that we've done are antithetical to who we are or anything, but man, here we are. Let's Let's embrace the dadness of what's up. So I think this is probably a good show topic, the one that we're doing today. To do that, uh, we're talking about getting fit or maintaining your fitness or, I don't know, maybe you just need to hit the gym every now and then. You're looking, you're looking to run. You're looking to maintain your run. You're looking to uh, pick up the running that you did in college and stop doing once you got married and had kids, and you're ready to jump back into that. Um, again, this topic has come up a little bit. Bobby and I have, have thought about it, and here it is. Uh, season two, but episode 38, Bobby and I uh, were, were texting the other day and it was like, let's do a show. What do you want to do it on? And then Bobby threw out fitness and I was like, dude, I was getting ready to, to, to mention that at the same time, mainly because you turned me on to the born to run book. Right. Yeah. Did you find, did you finish? Fantastic book. Yes, I did. Did you love it? Okay. I was yeah. hoping you'd like it. Yeah. And, and, and you know that it wasn't my intent. Well, I never had the intention to make you want to run more. I'm curious if it did. Um, hang on. Let's let's introduce the show topic a little bit more. Let's let's cool. dig in a little bit more. So, the reason that we wanted to do this in the context of big families is because, like every other darn topic that we've done, the busy the busier you are with your family, the less time essentially you have for yourself. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's hard to find time to do in. I mean, to do anything you want to do. And moms can probably attest to this, maybe even more than dads, if, especially if dad goes to work and is at an office all day. I mean, there's varying different occupations that make you do that sort of thing, or maybe you don't. But yes, absolutely, it's hard to find time, and yeah. that's where we're. That's kind of where we're going with this fitness, health, wellness. It's not necessarily about getting a six pack. It's about cardiovascular health. It's about you know lowering your cholesterol and having good blood pressure and all the things that you have to think about when you're in your mid thirties, forties, whatever. You know, as you get older and kids are are a big part of your your life. You got a lot of kids. Um, you don't. It's hard to find that time. It's really hard to find time, but it is really important to find the time. 
And man, that that's kind of hit me harder in the last, I don't know, I'll say three or four years than it, than before. And I think it really does have to do with, you know, you're in your twenties and your metabolism and everything kind of rolls. Uh, you can kind of eat like you used to your muscles and your bones can still handle certain things. You turn 30, things start to dwindle mid thirties. It's like, Oh gosh. And then that's where we're at. Now I've got friends that are in their forties, mid forties, fifties, and they, they say it just gets more and more difficult or it gets more and more difficult or, you know, harder one to find the time and more difficult to do the things. Right. So, um, that's where it hit me. And that's kind of, you know, where, you know, where we're going with this. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it does. And when you look at, you know, fitness, let, let's just use that as the catch-all term. When you look at that in the context of parenting, um, it, it's not just about looking good. It's not even just about feeling good at that point. You actually have to do this almost as a survival kind of thing, right? You need to be around longer so that you can take care of your kids in a healthy way for their duration so that, uh, hopefully you get to hang out with your grandkids or maybe even your great grandkids further down the line. Yeah. And it's it, real. It's, it's got to start. Like you said, when that switch flips and you realize, Oh, I can't eat like I'm 23 anymore. Sometimes I think that switch flips for some people at 27. I just turned 34. Um, for me, it's flipped in the last couple of years that I'm just more cognizant. I'm not trying to look hot, man. I, I've got a catch. I've got a beautiful, wonderful, hot wife already, <laughs> man. I don't know how I lucked into that. It wasn't my body. Married up, dude. You yes, did. true, true. I you, totally did too. I was about to say, um, you understand how that goes, but yeah, yeah it, it's not. It's not about that angle. It's about yeah, the cholesterol, the blood pressure, all that kind of boring stuff. That really, when you look at the big picture, that is your health. Well, I mean, I think it's all of it. I mean, it's that, and sure, it's it's fitness. It, nobody would admit that that they feel. Everybody would say that they feel better when they're working out and stuff. Even though the maybe getting getting up, or we'll, we'll get into that, but the actual working out stinks. It's no fun, sweaty. And who, who wants to pay for a gym, all those things. But everybody that does it is like, I feel so much better, so much more energy throughout the day. And, and I don't care if we talk about, you know, uh, your body, you know, let you, you know, you and I believe, uh, you know, we've never made, uh, apologize for being Christian or whatever. Our bodies are temples, you know, those sort of things. So let's take care of them in, in every form and fashion. And, and you know that's fine and i i've got a long way to go by by all means i've got a long way to go uh but that's what the show's wrapped around so i think we've i think we've killed the killed the dead horse on this but you want me to jump in here and just kind of start rolling do it yeah bobby is uh and bobby's going to take the lead on this one because if i've got anybody who's kind of my mentor on me getting back in shape and paying attention to things and just being more aware i think man uh, dude how many times have i like brought that point home on any topic that it's about awareness, that it's about just being cognizant of, yeah, oh, now that I'm aware of this, I'm going to eat better. Or now that I'm aware of this, I'm going to try to have one-on-one time with my kids, that kind of thing. Uh, but if I've, if I've got kind of a hero in my life, for me, that's Bobby. He has, oh, dude. That, well, I mean, I, I say this partly because I just feel like brown nosing, but also partly because oh you have you have busted your butt in the last couple of years. And uh I mean, you're looking hot, you're looking fly, but well, you've got the you've got the relay thing that you've done. You've just got some accomplishments under your belt and uh it's it's to be commended. Well, I appreciate it. And 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 I'll say that I could it, yeah, I have no problem being transparent with anybody that wants to listen. I could I could stand to lose 30 20 to 30 pounds and 
still someone would say you could you know you could lose more weight but i'm not even really needing to go there but in the sense that me being healthier because of the amount of cardiovascular uh, workouts that i've done the last year absolutely so i'll I'll take that you know and and that's kind of where i was going to start is you know the last year in february february of 2015 a friend of mine uh, and could almost be considered a mentor to me at this point. Uh, just a really, really great guy. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll shout him out. His name's Josh Collier. Josh, if you ever hear this, it's you, buddy. Um, he just kind of start. He sent an email out inviting some dudes to do a relay. Uh, it's called a Ragnar relay. I may have mentioned it on another show. I won't go into it too much, but it's a 200 mile relay, yeah, 12 man team. On uh, unicycles, do... and that's the part that's <laughs> <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> unicycles on your head, okay? Uh, so you have to pedal with your hands. Yeah, so anyway, uh, yeah, we all ran 18 to 20-something miles uh, as a team, um, you know, individually, but kind of compiled those miles, and it was cool, but we had to train for it. I'd never run more than, I don't know, back in college I could run as much as I wanted to. I, I played soccer, and I was like, soccer buff dude, but I've gained a ton of weight since then. So it'd been, it was hard. So I was like, maybe three miles I could do just from a mental standpoint. I had the mentality to be able to go out and run three miles because I knew that, and I know that your mind can do more than your body thinks it can. So, uh, you just have to kind of work with your mind. So I knew I had that, but from a, from like being obese and overweight and all that stuff, I really needed something like that. And I jumped in, um, I was reluctant at first, but I jumped in, trained a lot, Ran a ton. I mean, hundreds of miles in training, hundreds and hundreds of miles, and uh, was running three, four times a week. Um, it was just, and it ended up being fun because it was like this camaraderie thing. And then the relay came, and it was Chattanooga to Nashville, two hundred miles, vans, and it just overnight running in the middle of the night, headlamps, just yeah, it was cool. So that's what kind of got me going. Um, so if I'm listening to this, Bobby, I'm yeah. hearing all that, and I'm like, man, that's a cool story. How in the world did you find the time? And, and you know, that's another big yeah. uh, underlying element of this episode in particular. How do you make time in your family when you've got a bunch of kids, when you've got priorities and soccer games and work and wife and all, or husband in some cases? I mean, when you've got all that stuff, how, like, give us some specifics. How did you and Kat carve out that time for you to be able to do that. Sure. Yeah. Well, I had to get, Catherine had to be on board, you know, being uh, my wife and the mom of all the kid of all our kids, knowing that it would take time. She had to be on board. Um, so, and she was very supportive uh, of something like that. Um, she knew that uh, my fitness level, my weight affected my mood. It affected the way that I dealt with others. It affected my, you know, I mean, levels of depression, things like that, that I'm not going to go deep into. But I mean, I would guess that anybody listening that, that is in the same kind of situation has felt some of those things. And so she was like, yeah, go for it. But a big, big part of it was, uh, I'll say, I'll just jump in and say, getting up early. Like that was very difficult to do to this day. It's very difficult to do. I don't think it'll ever get easy. But getting up an hour or an hour and a half earlier than you're used to, putting, uh, you know, running clothes on and even driving to destinations to meet a group to run, I would do at least twice a week. And then also twice a week, we would run at night, like 9 p.m. We would meet up at a local high school and we would just run all over their parking lots and just around the, the campus and just log miles and log miles. And so I was, it was something that I had to sacrifice the sleep on the morning. And I had to sacrifice maybe hanging out at night with cat 
watching a TV show or something like that. You know, it was a temporary thing. So in your it, case, that's, that's, that's what got me going. That's where most of it came from was you yeah. getting up earlier. Getting up you early was that you was weren't saying, key. "Hey, kids, I can't go to the, go to your games because I've got to train." Yeah, and there, I feel like there's tons and Lance. I know you can speak to this, but there's tons of uh, literature that talks about just successful people in general. However, you want to define define successful, that's up to you. But um, they, they get up early. They get up early. They do their morning meditations, their prayers, or whatever they're, that they're doing. They get a lot done before anybody else is up. Um, business guys. All kind, you know, they do their best thinking in the morning. I mean, you, I know you've read tons of stuff on that. I know. This reminds me too of Zig Ziglar's Zig Ziglar's Will of Life. If you're familiar with Zig Ziglar, if you're not familiar with Zig, um, motivational speaker, one of the original masters, one of the original like Tony Robbins guys. Or Dave Ramsey has learned a ton from Zig. Dave actually talks about the Wheel of Life in his Entree Leadership Curriculum, uh, and it's the idea that you've got seven different elements of your life that you always have to keep in balance to be able to keep your life going and functioning at a highest at the highest level possible right like finding that that best version of yourself and so they include things like uh, relationships and the physical side and the spiritual side and the financial side and the career side so forth and so on and actually Bobby I'd love to do a show just on the wheel of life sometime I think that is a good broad look at all the stuff that we're talking about but today being physical Anyway, the will of life stuff, mixing that in with how does somebody function at that level? Well, they find more hours in the day and they don't, you know, they didn't find some way to create a 25 or 26 hour day. They just slept less or they, like you said, sacrificing things like just vegging out and watching TV or whatever, you know, the Netflix Mm -hmm. date, that kind of thing. They sacrificed some of that and maybe they slept then so they could get up earlier. And, but yeah, there, there's a whole science behind it. I don't think that it works for everybody, but don't let that be your excuse. If you're listening, listening to this thinking, yeah, where am I going to find the time? Mm -hmm. Don't be like, well, I'm not a morning person because there's a lot of stuff that says you can retrain your brain to make you a morning person if you want it that bad. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Getting up early is, is key. If you can't get up early, uh, you know, there's other, other times that, w- that you find time, you have to find time and it's a trade off. Um, you know, so if you are used to, you know, vegging out and watching Netflix, Netflix and chill, that's part of our culture now, right? <laughs> yes. Um, uh, then you may have to give that up for a little while. And honestly, you know, you said less sleep, Lance, I would I'd be willing to bet that people that make these big changes and you can physically see their changes are probably getting more sleep than they ever have. Um, cause sleep is a huge part the, uh, getting enough sleep is a huge part of, of your body being healthy and that sort of thing. This is all stuff I've read in the last couple of years, you know? Um, yeah, so I, it's, a tra- it, it's, it's basically a trade off. Right. And it's priorities. Yeah. So exactly. if, if you feel like you can function on six hours of sleep and still get everything else done, Maybe that's a key. Maybe you're getting too much sleep. And that's something that I've kind of wrestled with before is that sometimes I feel better when I have less sleep. I shake that grogginess if I'm uh, embracing my inner night owl to edit a mm-hmm. podcast or to do whatever. And I still get up in the morning to knock out some other stuff. Anyway, so uh, finish telling us the story. How was the uh, how was the relay? How'd you do? I, I'm not sure if we went into a lot of detail here on the podcast, but tell me more about how you felt and what you ended up doing with that after the race was over. Yeah, I mean, the relay was great. I, I kind of think we may have talked about it, so I don't want to go too de- too too detailed. But it was awesome, fun. You know, uh, we, we beat the time that we set as a goal, as a team goal. 
Uh, we beat another team that also kind of formed out of our workplace um, who were more, you know, I don't know, quantify them as runners, if you will. We were like ragtag group of dudes that weren't necessarily runners, but we trained our butts off. So that was fun. Uh, so at, at the end of that, I thought, you know what? I can go out and run six, seven miles any day right now. And that's just a good feeling. And I know that that's incredible for my cardiovascular fitness. I read a book called Born to Run. I recommend it for anybody, whether you want to become a runner or hate running or not. It doesn't matter. The story is really good. And I know you can attest to that. But a big part of that um, uh, book taught me that just running in general, even if you're going out for a mile or two or a half a mile or whatever, it just does wonders for your your level of health. So that's something that I drew a conclusion on. Maybe you draw the same. I don't know. But my goal was to always be able to run five miles for the rest of my life. So, and, I, and I've, so far I've maintained that. It's only been a year. Uh, and actually, it hasn't even been a full year. It's only been like six, eight months. Hmm. But to this day, I run 10 to 12 miles a week, which isn't much. Uh, if you're talking to a runner, they'd say that you're not running at all. If you're talking to a non-runner, they're like, whoa. Wow. Like, you know, yeah. but um you know, it's, it's, it works for me, you know? Yeah. So, and not that so this is a show about running in particular, no, because I mean, just me. in That's your just world, me. you can substitute running with uh, ultimate Frisbee for all I care. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. find, find what works for you. And it's not really about that, but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, again, kind of the Genesis for this, uh, was Bobby getting me into that born to run book. Uh, Bobby and I also did a 5k together, what a month, month ago or six, so six weeks or something yeah, yeah yeah somewhere around there and personally i like i don't enjoy running but i like the feeling of having run does mm-hmm. that make sense and i wish i could embrace the process and that's something that the born to run book kind of got me to think about a little bit more is if i would just push through some of that initial blah then i would get to that point not and it's not this mystical runner's high, but it's the process where you just realize, okay, my body can handle this. It's not so bad. There's not so much wear and tear if you're doing it the right way, so forth and so on. What mm-hmm. I loved about the book, and then this is probably the last thing that we should say about it, because otherwise this is going to sound like one giant commercial for Born to Run. But Born <laughs> to Run, uh, I listened to it on Audible, which, Bobby, that's how you did it too, right? Yes. The Audible, the, uh, the audio book version which was fantastic. So I could do it while I was jogging or I could listen while I was cutting the grass or whatever, uh, as opposed to, you know, having to, to carve out that time some other time. And what I loved most about it was going in, I was just going to listen to it because Bobby said it was great. And I was like, eh, okay. But I thought it was going to be very heavy on the science, um, facts, figures, studies, blah, blah, blah. Man, you mentioned it, Bobby. The story was fantastic. You get to know the characters. And it's it's a true story, or based on a true story anyway. You get to know the characters so well. It was so very well written that you're pulling for these people who are racing and learning and developing their physique and learning about the world and developing these different ways to run and the ways to essentially hack their body. It's not something that I would have picked up just off the shelf on my own at all. But after Bobby started talking it up, I listened and it was just, it was fantastic. You know, while we're talking about, we've talked, the show has been about running, which it's not, that wasn't my intention or your intention. It was just, that's kind of, you asked me how I got started. Running was a big part of it. I hope running will stay in my life, but a full, like um, talk about the wheel of life. The wheel of fitness requires a lot of other things. Uh, So, I mean, you need some, plyometric stuff you need some resistance training push-ups 
uh, if you hate running, then uh, even, you know, um, there's, you know, if you want to join a gym, there's a cost there. So there's a trade off, but you can join a gym and do elliptical. You can do, I mean, you know, I mean, gosh, I'm, I'm talking to people know this stuff, right? So I just, I, I basically want them to hear that, hey, we've talked a lot about running. We've talked a lot about that book, but do whatever it is that, that you need to do. But if you're going to join a gym, that there's a cost there. Um, although we've been a part of a gym, either a YMCA or a local rec center gym since we lived in Nashville, and both of them offer childcare. And I'm talking to the moms here. Um, this is incredible. I mean, I remember when, when our kids were, uh, you know, we've got four and our oldest is nine. It's like nine, seven, um, five, and, and one and a half, uh, almost two. But when we had like, when Ava and Lucas were little, like two and, and below, like we went to the YMCA probably five days a week and utilized their childcare, which was like a two hour thing that you could do. And some, we'd work out for an hour. Catherine would take like a shower that she, that she thought was like basically God, you know, just basic, you know, just coming down and spending time with her because moms can probably attest to the difficulty of finding time to take a shower when you got little ones run, running around the house. I thought you were going to so, say she found God in the shower, like the yeah. hot water. It was just, <gasps> here he is. Cause I was trying, it was, you know, moms something don't, along don't those lines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So all those things came with a gym and then we Kat and I would hang out for 30 minutes, you know, cause we still had 30 minutes left on the childcare thing. And they totally want you to do that. Like they are there. That's why you're, you're paying for that service as part of the gym membership. So, Get a get a gym membership. Um, dads, uh, you know, or, or moms that that work a, a kind of a day job of eight to fiver. I'm sure you've got a lunch hour. I actually still run a lot during lunch. I ran four miles today during lunch. I, I'm also a member of a gym that's really close to my work, so I can just shoot over there. I can clean up. You know, I can use their stuff when it's raining outside. Their their equipment, whatever. Um, so. Whether it's uh, another thing I'll say is home workouts. Catherine and I started this week, Lance, I haven't told you this. We started a burst fit thing and it's three discs and every morning it's a different like thing, uh, like core train. It's like, you know, sit ups and, and, and squats and or sit up and crunches one day. And then like this, you know, kind of varied cardio thing the next day. Monday was day one. Tuesday was day two. Day off Wednesday. We got up this morning and we did legs and my legs are on fire. I can barely walk right now. <laughs> and you and Kat are doing this together. We're doing it together. Yeah. And you the, guys the, get up in the morning before the kids get up? Yeah. And All right. it was a commitment we made uh about two weeks ago. We and we had a start date of this Monday. We're also doing a dieting thing together. And this is the first time she and I've dabbled in like doing this stuff together because it we just never thought it would work because we're both such different personalities in that regard. But I tell you what, it's working because we're just doing what's on the screen and she's doing it in the way that she wants to. And we're just trying to mimic and mock what the people are doing on the screen. The hard part is, you know, certainly it's getting up early. Um, but she sent me a text this morning that said, man, babe, uh, quoting this man, babe, getting up early. There's something to be said for it. I, uh, feel amazing. I am not groggy. And it's only 8.30. I've already eaten breakfast and the kids are fed and just so many things that she had accomplished because we got up at 6 and it, they're only 25-minute videos. So that's just another thing. I mean, there's thousands of those things, uh, you know, just, and I think it's a good investment. If we keep this up, 
we may do this, you know, for 30 days and then take a break for, uh, you know, a month or half a month, but then do it again. And, and all of these fitness guru guys that form these DVDs, they're good about making it a well-rounded workout to where every day it's not the same thing. Um, so that, that's been great for us. Uh, that's totally new, like new this week, you know, breaking news for that's the fun. So That's fun. A few years cool. ago, Sarah and I, we tried something similar and unfortunately we fell off the wagon. Uh, it was just the timing thing. We didn't mm-hmm. commit hardcore enough to getting up early. Yeah. And well, we're so, only on day I mean, three. So. I, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys stay the course. Sarah and I did P90X for two or three weeks. And we did it pretty seriously. We got up at like 6.15 or so. I remember when you did that. It was great. So what Kat is saying about, man, it's 8.30 and I still feel like I'm in the zone. And it's not just because of the coffee or whatever. Sarah and I got those same results. But Mm -hmm. we fell off the wagon because something happened, right? It's always just a little thing that derails you. And once you get it out of your system a little bit, uh, unless it's completely behaviorally embedded in you, then it's easy to completely stay off the wagon, not just fall off the first time. So anyway, I mean, that's not a cautionary tale to you guys. You know that stuff better than I do, Bobby, but uh, good luck. I hope you guys are able to stay with it. Yeah, no, I mean, the fear is there. Trust me. We've, you know, been here and tried this before. Well, I don't know if we've ever really, really taken the, the leap of actually doing it. So so far, so good. But we'll uh, I love the um, relational, the relationship element for you guys too. It's almost oh, like it's, a, a, it's a date good. night, a date morning. That's it good. is, and we and we talk now. We it's just another thing that we, she and I, can relate to during the day. And so you know, because my day is different than her day, and she naturally shares what her day was like. I share what my day was like. But a lot of times, I'm like, well, you know what? What do you want? You don't want to hear about my day? This is what I did at work. I do it every day. You know, and I know you did this at work, you know, with the kids and the kids did this. Tell me a couple of funny stories with the kids, but I know that you're just doing the mom thing and it's hard and blah, blah, blah. But now we've got this thing that we're doing together. And so we can both talk about and relate it together. Like I came home, we were cooking together in the kitchen and I'm like, my legs are so sore. And she's like, I thought my legs would be sore. Oh, could you, you know, that one plyometric work of, uh, exercise was so difficult. And I was like, I hated that one too, <laughs> you know, but we were just having fun back and forth. So, uh, let me nicheify this. So, and then we'll kind of get out of here talking about big families. How can you get your whole family involved? Right. Some ideas come to mind for me. Uh, I know a family that goes on a walk pretty religiously. Um, just getting out and walking is good. I mean, Man, I saw that you made that note here, Bobby. Yeah. Our family, you know what the Greenbelt Trail is, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You and I, I we, we've run on it before. And it's not far from my house. It's a trail. I wish I knew how long it was. I'm wanting to say like 12 miles, 15 miles or something along those lines that goes kind of, it, it belts the city of Owensboro, Kentucky here. Does and it circle wonderful. it? It doesn't quite circle it, but it kind of goes from side to side. Okay. Uh, and I, if it isn't fully connected it will be soon but they've they've been working on it for years and years and years because they had to get the easements and the right-of-ways and then actually pave it and connect it and signage and all that stuff but it's pretty darn complete at this point and so we've got a couple of little stretches near our house that are wonderful and you can if you don't like that you can drive two minutes and go to another essentially trailhead and hop on that so we've done that now that the weather's nicer, we've done that three or four times, either as a family or I've just taken the kids out or Katie Beth and I went for a long bike ride the other day. Yes, and bike rides are awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, lo and behold, there's a nature trail that has just opened up on that stretch that you and I were on, Bobby. There's a nature mm-hmm. trail that is, uh, they put 
like kind of a, a raised wooden walkway. And it lasts, I don't know, I mean, the trail's not super long, but uh, just getting up there in the woods and everything, it's beautiful. It's amazing. We were hanging out there the other day. Go check out my Instagram if you want to see some photos. Uh, my Instagram is, it's just my personal Instagram. It's Instagram.com slash Osborne, O-S-B-O-R-N-E. And look at some pictures from, I don't know, uh, early to mid-May 2016. And uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. Anyway, little things like that, little walks together, little bike rides together. It doesn't always have to be the giant, okay, I'm committing, I'm getting hardcore, let me do something. Um, Especially if you're a little bit more out of shape, or especially if you can't get your spouse on board, or... Start slow, start small. Yeah, Yeah, right, right, right. Um, Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned bike rides. We, when we lived in Franklin, which is a town a little north of where we live now, not far at all, but we lived there for a few years and it just had this great area to ride bikes kind of through the downtown area behind buildings through parking lots. And it was like a, it, I don't know, we, we considered it like safe because it was off the, off like the trafficked areas. And man, I, I would pull a trailer, a bike trailer. There'd be our ba- smallest kid in there, which was typically just above infant. <laughs> and we, we'd put typically one of our older kids in there as well so that it was Ava who could hold the baby or make sure the baby was cool. And then, you know, Lucas or one, I don't know. We did this a, a number of times. Eventually they can, they can ride their own bike. I remember for years we had, when we, before we had William, uh, Noah would ride behind Catherine, like one on one of those bike seats. And I would trailer Lucas and Ava. Um, and we, we would do bike rides all the time. Something we really miss because where we live now is not quite as conducive, but we could pull it off if we needed to. So great, great idea. Family, uh, family bike rides. And if you've got Um, too many kids, especially like younger ones, instead of getting the little mini bike trailer, you could get a U-Haul trailer and (laughs) exactly. Or you could get a double trailer, a trailer onto the trailer. Uh, I've seen it all. I've seen it all. Um, so uh, another thing I thought of just to keep, you know, this with this theme of how do you get everybody involved? You know, how do you teach your kids some of this stuff that we're talking about, fitness and health at a younger age? Because uh, Lord knows that it would have been great if I, even though I was a collegiate athlete, believe it or not, I didn't, I just relied on my age and my, I guess my youth to bolster me in that, in that time in my life to, to, to basically carry me through those um those years where I needed to be super fit and when I was super fit. But if I had like mentally and, and physiologically and, and like, I don't know, even just uh, learned that stuff about uh, eating right and, and how the science of your body works and how your literally food is fuel, that whole thing, not just food is pleasure, but food is fuel and all that stuff. I probably wouldn't have had to gain 40 pounds over the, you know, 10 years that I did. Um, and still need to lose a good 20, honestly. Um, you know, so better to teach your kids at a young age and show them and be the example. You know? And you know what, um, if they're already involved so. in sports and you and I, we did, we've actually done a show, we did the sports show, um, talking about, you know, getting your kids involved in soccer or baseball or whatever it may be. That's a great point is actually having that discussion with them almost, uh, age independent, but certainly age appropriate about what's going on about how good it is that they're getting exercise, that it's not just for the sake of the game or the sake of winning or whatever, but this exercise, this activity, that's great. Okay, what are you what are you putting in your body before the game or before the practice? Talk about the benefits of water. Talk about all that stuff. And my wife, who's a pediatric nurse practitioner, if you're unfamiliar, Sarah, 
talks about the obesity epidemic in a way that probably the media doesn't really talk about or certainly your friends on Facebook or in person don't talk about because most people who have fat kids think that their kids are okay, that they'll grow out of it, or they don't realize that the diet that they're feeding their kids is directly causing your kid to be fat. And -hmm. I don't mean this in a mean way, but I mean, if your kid is way, way, way off the growth chart in a bad way, something's got to break. Something's got to give. Don't, don't be mean. Mm -hmm. Don't be judgy to your buddies who have bigger kids or whatever. It, it has to start with the parents. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like you said, you know, had had that uh, when you were in college, had you been a little bit more in tune with, hey, what kind of habits am I creating right now? And what can I do to maintain these 20 years from now? What does that look like? I don't know. Maybe there would have been something there. Yeah. No, I look back and wonder if I could have been that much better of a player, you know, because um, I, you know, after having read the stuff I've read, experience the things I've experienced in in my mid thirties and knowing that I was in great shape then, but eating poorly and not really caring about stuff. If I did care, how much better could I have been? You know, so those are again, great point telling people to look back you know, I'm not, that's not, not the point, but anyway, uh, I've heard of running clubs. Uh, There's, we have, there's running clubs in spring Hill here in Tennessee and in Franklin, I'm sure every city's got, Running clubs may be sponsored by a local YMCA or a local fitness club or even the the elementary schools have running clubs around here. And it's like they get together and they run, I don't know, a quarter of a mile or maybe during their PE classes, whatever. Uh, we did a – two weeks ago, we did a color run marathon, and it was just the kids. And so Kat and I took a – it was sponsored by their school or the, the local – I think I guess maybe the – the school district or whatever, however you say this, um, the county, I guess, did this. And every school part- could have participants. And our kids were obviously go to one of the elementary schools, and so they participated as representatives of, of their elementary school. It was a marathon. Well, it was really just a mile. But the kids that had been in the club had logged 25 miles. Huh. Um, and then they did an event for the last mile, Right. So they had logged 25 miles over the course of however many months it took them, you know, a quarter mile here, half mile here, mile here, and the 20, whatever, the 26th mile for the, for the, um, you know, the full marathon, they made a color, you've, you've heard of these color run things where they throw the color powder right. every so often and it's, it's a big party and there's music and it's cool. It's fun. That I mean, that's what signing up for these races is all about because you get to have some fun with it. Um, and the kids went out and Ava and Lucas ran, uh, Ava ran in second grade and got, uh, second place in her age group, which was like, Whoa, you ran a mile faster than any other kid except for one, you know? And, and you're, and I was like blown away. Ava Bannister. Uh, I mean, I wasn't, (laughs) yeah, I wasn't blown away because she's got these long legs and she's thin. I was like, you are a runner. You should be, you're born to run. No pun intended. But, um, uh, and Lucas got fifth in his age group. Um, and Noah ran, he's in preschool and ran with the kindergartners and probably finished middle of the pack. Um, so beat out a bunch of kindergartners that were old, a year older than him. So it was like so fun and the kids had fun. So look for those things in your cities. Kat and I just were out there with William and the stroller running around taking pictures and it was fun, you know, 
So, dude, love I love that. So anyway, That's great. Yeah. Um, and and I, I'll close with this to bring it back home to the above average idea. I mean, the whole reason that we're talking about this on a big families podcast, it's not just because Bobby and I are into getting into shape or whatever. But again, going back to how do you find time for yourself to stay healthy, to get fit? Also, how do you find time? How do you make it a priority for your family to get healthy and to stay fit as well? And there's the the thing that Dave Ramsey always talks about. By the way, I used to work for Dave Ramsey, worked for him for a long time. Bobby has worked for him for a long time at this point. So I feel like so much of the stuff is just yeah. born into me at this point. It's just, it, it's burned into my psyche. And, but he, he talks about how the, the anointing drops from the beard. It's the biblical idea that the leadership of, of the family or the business or whatever it is comes from the top, right? So everybody throughout your organization or your family is looking at the top, whether it's a patriarchal situation or it's the mom because the mom just lays the smack down and that's how it's done. Whatever. It's the idea that people are looking at you. If you're taking care of yourself, your kids are going to want to take care of themselves longer term. Now, the thing with the big families stuff, though, is that you may be frazzled. You may be doing a thousand things at any given time taking care of your family. The work stuff, the family stuff, going to school events, plays, soccer games, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Stuff that we've said a thousand times on this show. But if you've got to let something slip, maybe don't let it be this. Because again, yeah. heading back to what we said at the beginning of the show, if you're not there because you have a heart attack at you know, at 40 years old because you didn't take care of yourself earlier, man, what a, what a missed opportunity. And a disservice to your family. You know, if, if it was something that you could have prevented, it's important. It's important stuff. So YOLO, essentially, is what, what we're saying. <laughs> you only live once. You, only live you know once. what, Lance, I was going to ask you in the beginning, do you know where the weight room is? Because I need to work out my, my deltoids or my glutoids. This is making me uncomfortable. Do you know where the weight room is? Um, is it that way? You know. <laughs> we kind of do sound like meatheads talking about fitness, don't we? <laughs> uh, is this, yeah, or is this a Chris Farley sketch that you're going into? <laughs> Whenever I think about fitness, because even though we've spent an hour talking about it, some people are like that, I guess, and I, I shouldn't. Good for them. Right. Good always, for them. Yeah, but yes, I'm going off of Chris Farley's... Uh, <laughs> you know, whenever he approaches the girl, do you know where the weight room is? You know, uh-huh. uh, that's that's so not you and I, but we're talking from a standpoint of actual practicality within a big family life. Being a dad of of four, six, eight, ten kids, finding time, being a mom, it's real stuff. Um, go work out your glutoids. <laughs> On that note, thank you for listening. <laughs> Uh, this has been Above Average, the podcast for big families. If you have enjoyed the show, season two, episode episode 38, though, we're, we're still going to roll with 38. Uh, if you've you enjoyed go. this, please share it with a friend or foe, or um, if you know of anybody who, who needs to give, I don't know, I'm going to stop there. If you would like to check it out, though, go to AboveAverageShow.com. If you want to look at the show notes for this episode in particular, also, if you want a link to the book that we were talking about, Born to Run, you can find that over there. Check out AboveAverageShow.com slash 38. Also, one more book. mm, Go for it. What you got? Can I add one more? Yeah, do it. Uh, Eat and and run. Eat, pray, pray, love, he said. No, eat and run. (laughs) Eat and run. Oh, hang yes. on. 
That was written by one of the dudes involved. Scott. Yeah. Okay. Eat and run. It's incredible. Love no it. No way. All right. Eat and uh, run. It, it makes a good case for vegetarianism, but I'll, I'll probably never do that. But it makes a great case. Fascinating. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please let us know if you have any feedback on this. You can hook up with us over at our Facebook page, aboveaverageshow.com slash Facebook is the easiest way to get there. And I think that's all we've got for this one. Again, thank you so much for listening, and thank you for being Above Average. We'll see you all next time. Later. Later.